What's going on family and welcome back to another video. So as we know, the NBA season officially is over, which means the best time of the year is now here. Postseason hoops, baby. And it only gets more exciting now because of the addition of the play-in. So check this out, man. For those of you who don't know how the play-in works, I'm going to go ahead and explain this to you guys. So the original playoff bracket only allows the top eight teams from both conferences into the playoffs. But with the addition of the play-in, it's added the ninth and 10th seed, giving them a chance as well. So as you can see here, the ninth seed team plays the 10th seed team. The loser of that game goes home. They get, they don't got to go home, but they do got to get up out of here. The ninth seed of the, the winner of that ninth seed versus, versus 10th seed goes ahead and moves on to the next round of the play-in. And then the seventh seed plays the eighth seed. The loser of that seventh seed versus the eighth seed plays the winner of that ninth seed versus the tenth seed. And the winner of that original seventh seed versus eighth seed becomes the seventh seed. So I know that I know that might be kind of confusing out there, man. So for my family out there on the podcast, man, make sure you uh, make sure you go check into the YouTube and go tune into the YouTube because on YouTube we got the visuals that makes it a lot easier to uh, to understand and explain. Ultimately, the play-in just gave a chance to the ninth to ten seed, made the end of the season a lot more exciting and a lot more competitive, and it's now rewarding teams for not going in the tanking direction. So. In my opinion, absolutely great move. I love the play-in. I think it's done wonders for the NBA, and I think it's here to stay. So right here, if you're on YouTube, you do see the look as of today, uh, how the seeding plays out both in the West and in the East. You can see here that the top six teams, both in the West and the East, are safe, and they are automatically in, while 7, 8, 9, and 10 do got to duke it out in that play-in to figure out who's going to be the seventh seed and who's going to be the eighth seed. So in today's video, let's go ahead and get into our play-in predictions. We're going to start with the seventh seed Los Angeles Lakers versus the eighth seed Minnesota Timberwolves. The winner of this game advances and faces Memphis in the first round as the seventh seed. The loser goes on to play the winner of the game that's going to be the Pelicans versus the Thunder, which is the ninth and 10th seed. That game will ultimately determine who's going to be the 8th seed in the playoffs. So let's talk about it, man. My prediction for this game is a Lakers win. I just overall think that the Lakers are just a better team than the Timberwolves. The Lakers really ever since the All-Star break and ever since that turnaround trade, adding Jared Vanderbilt, adding Malik Beasley, adding D'Angelo Russell to the team, and trading away pieces like Russell Westbrook and some picks, Thomas Bryant walking away. The Lakers have been a great team and have been the best team in the NBA since the All-Star break. Uh, another key, another addition I'd like to talk about for, for this game that I think is going to be big is the fact that the Timberwolves are now missing Jaden McDaniels, who fractured his right hand, punching a wall. So that's a great defender that the Timberwolves will be missing. And the Timberwolves are already a team who struggle with playing defense out there in the perimeter. So to miss a key perimeter defender is going gonna, is gonna to hurt for them. They also just had to send Rudy Gobert home today for trying to punch Kyle Anderson. I mean, this situation is kind of reminding me of the Draymond Green-Jordan Poole situation. And we see how that turned out. 
looks like Draymond Green is right out the door. So, hey, <laughs> I don't know if it's Rudy. I don't know if it's Kyle. But somebody might be out that door, man. And it's all falling apart. And we can't forget about Nas Reed, who's out with a broken wrist. So the Timberwolves are really just falling apart at the worst time. Uh, I also think that the Lakers' heavy guard play will be able to take advantage of that lack of defense and play Rudy Gobert off the court like how he's played off the court in every playoff series that he's been. We all know Rudy Gobert is not a postseason hooper. And let's be honest, with Anthony Davis out there, the Lakers can run a mix of small ball and yet still have a big so that the Timberwolves cannot keep up. And I'll tell you this, man. If Anthony Davis is out there and Carl Anthony Towns is out there, it will be a matchup. I will like to see it. But let's be honest, man. Anthony Davis has been having been having an MVP type season. Carl Anthony Towns just missed 51 games. And he just played about nine games after he's he has came back from injury. Be honest with yourself. Do you think Carl Anthony Towns is ready for NBA playoff basketball? AD MVP type level basketball? I don't think so, man. So that's why I'm going to go ahead and go with the Lakers winning off this one. Next, we got the 9-seed Pelicans versus the 10-seed Oklahoma City Thunder. Winner of this game plays plays the loser of the 7 versus the 8-seed game. And the loser of this game, hey, you ain't got to go home, but you do get out of got to get out of here, baby. So check this out, man. For this game, I got the Pelicans winning. That's my prediction. The Pelicans won the season series 3-1 to versus the Oklahoma City Thunder this season. And for most of those games, Zion and B.I. missed. And I mean, let's be honest. B.I.'s back. I know he was struggling with the injury this year, but he's looking great. He just went off for 42 points and 12 rebounds against the Timberwolves. And I know Oklahoma City Thunder is a long team. A lot of people are talking about how Kevin Durant was just on the podcast showing some love to them, talking about how they have length. But the real team that has length here is the Pelicans. Every player is just extremely long. We got players like Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, Jackson Hayes, Larry Nance Jr., Trey Murphy. I mean, the list goes on, man. CJ McCollum. We got tall players on that Pelicans team, and that Pelicans team, I believe, will be able to handle Oklahoma City Thunder. And let's be honest, Oklahoma City Thunder is a solid team, but I just don't think this is a good matchup for them. They just don't line up well, and they are also the youngest team in the NBA with an average age of 22 years old. That's two years younger than me. That's crazy. Wow. That's that's wild to think about, guys. And I'll say this, with some youngins like that, I wouldn't doubt it if they choked it. So that would mean in the Western Conference, we would have the Minnesota Timberwolves going against the Pelicans to fight for that eighth seed in the playoffs. In this case, I would have to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think offensively, they can keep up with the Pelicans, if not do just about the same, if not more, than what the Pelicans can do. While the Pelicans really struggle to keep up on the defensive end, and I don't think that they're going to be able to do anything against that Minnesota offense when it's firing on all cylinders. So for this game, if this scenario happens, I do have the Minnesota Timberwolves securing that eighth seed for the Western Conference. Moving on to the East, we have the seventh seed Miami Heat going up against the eighth seed Atlanta Hawks. 
Winner of this game advances to face Boston in the first round as the seventh seed. The loser of this game goes on and plays the winner of the Bulls versus Raptors game to determine who is going to be the eighth seed come playoffs. So let's get into this game, man. I think for this game, we got two disappointing teams. Both teams, I think, should have performed way better and had a roster way better than what they actually did this season. But what's my prediction? I got the I got the Miami Heat, man. I think the Heat uh, are going to be able to actually thrive come playoffs. Right now, the Heat are the 29th slowest team in the NBA. But slow isn't always bad because a great coach and a genius coach like Eric Spolscher will be able to play the chess match that it is in playoffs. Everybody knows the NBA playoffs is so different than the regular season. It's a methodical chess match. It's not just a run up and down and pick and rolls. The game slows down, and I think that that's going to play a favor and give an advantage to the Miami Heat. To be honest with you, I just think Eric Spolster is just going to outcoach Quinn Snyder. And Trey Young, he's been having a horrific three-point shooting percentage year this year. He's shooting 33% from three. And I know you would think from anyone else, like, that's that's solid. That's a little bit above average. But no, for a player like Trey Young with the amount that he takes, it, they're just inefficient. And I'll be real with you, I fear that Trey Young is going to shoot the Atlanta Hawks out of this game. So... For this game, I do have the Miami Heat advancing and beating the Atlanta Hawks. Moving on to the next game in the Eastern Conference, the ninth seed Toronto Raptors versus the 10th seed Chicago Bulls. Winner of this game goes on and plays the loser of the 7th seed versus the 8th seed, and the loser of this game has to go home. Man, this is similar to the Hawks versus Heat. Two disappointing teams. I think both teams had a better roster and should have did way better. And both teams should not have been in the playing situation. But here we are. Here's my prediction. I got the Toronto Raptors taking this one, man. The Toronto Raptors are just simply too long. Fred Van Vliet is the only starter under 6'7". That type of length is suffocating to any team, but especially to a team like the Chicago Bulls, who's not well coached by Billy Donovan and just honestly plays five out, hoping that DeMar or Zach will score every single time. The Raptors owned the Bulls in the season series, beating them two to one, and they won in the dominant fashion in every game, dominating on the boards, dominating in the steals category, dominating in the blocks category, really just acting like some towers and overwhelming them with their length that they have in the first the first game and the second game of the season between the Raptors and the Bulls. The Raptors threw so many double teams and traps at DeMar DeRozan. As a result, in both games, he finished with under 10 points. And in the third game, is much of the same. DeMar had a little more success actually scoring 13 points while Zach Levine went off for 30 plus points. But all, all I'm saying is this, if the Raptors can use their length to their ability and shut down or at least just limit DeMar or Zach from getting their numbers that they usually do, this is over. This game's over. We all know in today's NBA, one man cannot do it all anymore. You need two or three with you and the Bulls unfortunately don't have anyone else with them if the Raptors are able to take DeMar or Zach out of this game this is a whole different game man and the Raptors got it in the bag so that means that that battle for that 
final eighth seed will be between the Toronto Raptors and the Atlanta Hawks. In this case, I would have to go with the Raptors. Man, I'm telling you, that length that they got, that stretch that they got is overwhelming. And it's going to overwhelm a lot of teams, and especially individual players like Trey Young. Small players will really feel their defensive liabilities against the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are just going to swallow him up, pause. They're going to be able to clog the paint, not allow him to get in the paint. They're going to force him to shoot jumpers from dang near half court because they're going to be pressed up on a three-point line, making them get making them get it off. And ultimately, I think Trey Young will be his own biggest critic and he will be his own biggest enemy. Like I mentioned in the other Hawk series, he will probably shoot his team out of games, trying to shoot them into games. And look, I say this, if the Toronto Raptors can tr- can take Trey Young out of his game and with him being such a huge part in what the Hawks are looking to do and what the Hawks do, I think the Raptors will be able to handle this. There you have it, everybody. That brings our video to a close. I appreciate everyone that stayed tuned through the whole video. Make sure you smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, and go check us out on our social medias, man. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. Make sure you get at us. And let me know in the comment section down below, who is your play-in team? What are your play-in predictions? Until then, I'll see y'all next time.